It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Please take your Bibles and turn to Psalm chapter 2. We are finishing our thought on sinner, why fight against God. Let's go ahead and read our text once again. We'll quickly review where we've been this week and uh, then finish up if the Lord will help us. The Bible says, Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear, and rejoice with trembling." Kiss the son, lest he be angry, and ye perish from the way, when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. We've looked this week, we've already looked at the primary application, which is David waiting to become king after he's been anointed. Spent a lot of time on that. We should all remember that by now. We've looked at the prophetic application, and went to Acts chapter 4, and how um, we, we see Peter quotes from Psalm 2, and, and that Christ's death on the cross, and what the rulers and the people and the Romans did to him at that time, was a fulfillment of this prophecy, but it was only a partial fulfillment of the prophecy of this chapter, and how that the other half of this remains yet to be fulfilled, but we are watching it slowly be fulfilled before our eyes. And one day, very soon, I believe, Jesus Christ will come and will set up the millennial kingdom and will physically rule and reign on earth for a thousand years, just like the Word of God says. That's the prophetic application and, and interpretation. But we've been very concerned this week with the practical application and really how it applies to sinner. Really the prophecy, the, the second half of this prophecy, really all of it I should say, it, it, it is very much practical to us. It applies to us and specifically to the sinner in this chapter. And that's been my heart this week on sinner. Why fight against God? That's the very question basically that, that, that David is asking when he begins the chapter, he says, Why do the heathen rage? And the people imagine a vain thing. It's as if he can't believe that a group of people would be as foolish to fight against the living God. But yet, they're out there. 
And every sinner does just exactly that. While we as Christians that know God realize how futile and empty and worthless fighting against Him is, it still is an amazing question. Why? Why fight against God? We looked at the anger of the sinner, how that he hates the restraints God has put on him. We've looked at the assumption of the sinner, how that he truly believes that somehow or another he can throw that yoke of God off his shoulders and become his own God and live his own way, do what he wants to do and get away with it. And yesterday we looked at the authority of the sovereign. I want to move on, and I'm going to have to maybe move just a little bit faster here. I see not only what I've just shared with you, but I see in this chapter the anointing of the Savior as King. Verse 7 says, I will declare the decree. I'm sorry, verse 6. Yet have I set my King upon my holy hill of Zion, that is Christ. I will declare the decree, the Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Notice that his inheritance is the exact same people that rage at him. He says, Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron, thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. I used to struggle with that verse 9 there. How in the world, why would Christ be ruling that way? Breaking them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Really, the answer was so simple. It's speaking of the judgment of God on those that have rejected Him and fought against Him. We know this is speaking of Christ because the, the word Messiah means anointed or anointed one. We see in verse 2 that these kings and rulers had set themselves against the Lord and against His anointed. His anointed, anointed to be king over Israel. Anointed to be king over the whole world, really. We see that already Jesus Christ, He is king spiritually. He's king of my heart as a Christian, and I sure hope He's a king of your heart. But that's spiritually. But one day and very soon, he will not only be king spiritually, but he will be king physically. And those of us who have accepted him as our king now will also rule and reign with him, but he will be our king then. There are many right now that reject him as their king, but one day they won't have a choice. He will become king. And as Philippians chapter 2 tells us, that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. And it is coming. If you aren't willing to accept him as king, now one day you will have no choice. If you will not bow your knee to Christ now, one day you'll have no choice. It's either bow now in reverence 
and, and bow now in love and bow now in service or it will be to bow then in utter fear and facing the judgment and wrath of the Almighty God. As I've already pointed out, He will reign over His enemies. Just because you don't want Him to reign over you doesn't change the fact, doesn't change God's plan. Christ will be King. But more importantly, you don't want Him as your King now. Okay, fine then. You will face Him as your judge very soon. Because He is the judge. The Bible says that the Father hath committed all judgment to the Son. And so you will have to face the very one that you've rejected and rebelled against and fought against. The very one that has convicted you of your sin and tried to give you the truth because he's not willing that you would perish. But yet you've rejected and fought against him. If you continue on that path without changing, you will face the judgment of the Almighty God. You will face the judgment of one that you have rejected again and again and again and again. And while God is a God of love, that day you'll see nor experience no love from God. You'll see only the wrath and judgment of the Almighty God. You will face the penalty of the law and that is death. I want you to understand this. The court date, it's already set. You're guilty as a sinner. The court date's already set. Your condemnation has already been passed. Now, we see in verse 12, it says this. We see... Not just the anointing of him as king, but we see this. There's only one way out of it. I see the appeasement of submission. You're condemned before God. Your court date's already set. Your judgment is practically passed already. How in the world are you going to get out of that? I want you to see this. That verse 12 says that, You'll perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. If you'll remember two, two days ago, we talked about how that you as a sinner are treasuring up wrath before an almighty God. The wrath that you have treasured up for your sin is a lot of wrath. It is great wrath. You will pay for your sin. Your sentence, it's already passed. That sentence is death and damnation to the lake of fire for all eternity. To fight God on this matter is futile. What is it that you can do? How can you escape the judgment of the Almighty God, the one that has been your enemy for so long? How are you going to get away with your sin? You cannot. That judgment, that penalty has to be paid. Here is the only answer, the only way to avoid the judgment of God in that day, and that is to accept Him as King now. Let's go ahead and read the last three verses. Be wise, now therefore, O ye kings, be instructed, ye judges of the earth. That's those that would be set against Him. 
Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. The only answer, the only escape from the judgment of God is to surrender yourself to God. In other words, turn yourself in. You're going to have to agree with God about your sin. Understand that the wages of your sin is death. Understand that you're already condemned before God. Understand that your court date is already set. You can keep on running. You can keep on fighting. But God will get you. God will judge you. You can only run for so long. Judgment day is coming. Or... You can go just turn yourself in now to God. Admit to Him you've sinned. And cast yourself on the mercy of God. Because right now, He is merciful. Right now, He's willing to abundantly pardon. You see, all that those years ago, when those kings and those people there on the cross of Christ rejected Him, it was there that he was paying for their rejection. It was there that he was giving himself for their sin and for your sin and for my sin. If you want to escape the judgment of the Almighty God, you need to surrender yourself to God. You need to agree with God against yourself. You need to understand your awful, the awful state of your sin. And you need to repent. Turn from fighting against God to faith in God. Right now, He offers to be your Savior. Right now, He offers mercy. Right now, He will abundantly pardon. But this is only an offer for a limited amount of time. Because the court date is set. And once you die, it's too late. And you don't know when that is. To reject Him now is to reap judgment later. Sinner, why fight against God? Come now and He'll save you. But to fight, you will be judged. You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org.